Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we wear Boy Scout neckerchiefs, but never in the same place twice as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 79th episode in the series, The One That Got Away. I love Mr. Feinbaum. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Feinbaum! More continuity. <laughs> exactly. Get. Exactly. Oh my god. Uh, the way that Dorothy delivers that Feinbaum beat, like, as she's like, you know, which is why there's no Mrs. Just deal, you know? Yeah, like, so good. <laughs> It's really, it's pretty amazing. And I, I really enjoy when we have the neighbor interplay. Because yeah. obviously that would be so much more of a part of your life. For sure. Uh, especially in the Lanai and like. Particularly yeah. in like this type of suburban neighborhood. I feel yeah. like neighbor drama and neighbor relations are a very big. I mean, I guess like there's a fair amount of that with like Frida Claxton and like the tree and yes. all of that. But you, yeah, I'm sure that would come up a lot. Or even just like when you're living with friends, like, did you see that guy? Like, he looks crazy today. You know, like, I think that that must be a normal day-to-day thing. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's really great. And, like, like the fact that it was, like, she called her bluff because yeah. she knew it couldn't have possibly been. Right. Really I love them. I always love them playing games, too. I think that's, like, a very fun yeah. thing to see. And Sophia's always cheating. Of course. She's also very in line. Exactly. It's great. She walks out at the convenient time. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> I love the... Rose is like, I know you really love this Aliens story. Love it. Right? Yeah. Love it, love it. I Obviously, mean, I love Aliens. Yeah, it's like, the cl- it's clearly, you just, you're just Tom DeLonge yeah. from Blink-182. <laughs> it's literally, a, my two interests are merged. <laughs> but I love her, like, planes don't fly over residential neighborhoods. I don't know. We live in Brooklyn. That clearly I wrote true. that, but, okay, so growing up, um, I'm from a very small town called Audubon, which is very close to the Philadelphia airport, like probably like 20 minutes. But planes would fly over every like 20 minutes. It was like right in the flight path. And it was high enough that they weren't disturbed. Like, you know, it didn't disturb me, but I got so used to it. Um, But have you ever been to like Woodside, Queens? No, no. Okay, so the planes come. It is scary. It's so loud. They're really low. I'm sure you get used to it, but the couple times I've been there, it's (laughs) jarring you know because yeah. like, they're coming right into the airport so yeah they have to um, go lower <laughs> they do fly over reds <laughs> i would say in but fact, i guess maybe they didn't at the time i don't know it's a pre-9-11 world what do i know about flight paths <laughs> yeah very true but it also just feels like a white suburban world like planes oh, yeah. don't fly over white people neighborhoods maybe right. but they certainly fly over low-income neighborhoods like that possibly are not where you live rose right exactly so that yeah that to me was just like flag I was them like, down and say fly by again <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it just seemed like a really funny line. You're just like, okay, we're talking aliens here. Like, there's yeah. a lot going on. And then later, you talk about how it was blue and a triangle with yellow smoke. Exhaust, talk about that. Yeah. yeah, I know. We never know what it is until Major Parker shows up. I know. Up. It's really hilarious. But, yeah, it's it's a really fun one. And I, you know, the classic line of, uh, Blanche, are you in a good mood? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's so good at that. The room McClanahan is such a good, because, like, Amazing. you, I think that I would be annoyed by somebody, you know, like, I'm just like, okay, if you have something to say, say it. But this, but Dorothy and Sophia, I think, both also play that really well, because Dorothy's not, like, annoyed is maybe a strong word, but yeah. she's, like, you look ridiculous. You yeah. know, she she feels something towards it. Um, and she's like, are you in a good mood? It's well, and she, really good. I, I feel from Dorothy's point of view, because I also think that I'd be like this too, where you're like, I get that we have to play this game with you where I have to ask right. you. But like, can you just tell me? Yeah. Like, I just saw an alien. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah. about this. <laughs> exactly. Come on now. Come on now. Um, I, I really love also that... <laughs> 
she's like, she's got the Chips Ahoy bag, and they have to, like, they can say Chips Ahoy, but they bleep they can't out do the logo. That. Yeah, I know, isn't that, I think there must be something with, like, um, I'm sure that's, like, a trademark thing, because, like, you yeah. know, you remember, I remember on the Brady Bunch, there would always be, like, not super up to par prop work of, like, just, like, blurring <laughs> out, like, the tide. Totally, know? yeah. Um, so yeah, this calls back. Um, but right from the beginning, I think, so uh, yes, as you mentioned, I love the alien story. I also love that right away Rose is like, we saw a UFO. Like no, I guess you can't Google it. Sure. But like no research or anything. Just like, that's what you saw. Mm -hmm. Fine. But right away. Yeah, because Rose is all up on like what the planes of the Navy look like. (laughs) Yeah, it's fair. That absolutely wasn't regulation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You never know. Um, but right away, this ham story starts off. Mm-hmm. I think that it's interesting because it's a fat joke or a body shaming joke at Blanche about the Chips Ahoy. Yes. But that's what we're getting. You right. know, like that sets it up. And I also think, as I was talking about in a couple episodes back, in a positive way of like 80s sitcoms and like how they're different from 90s sitcoms, that I think in the 90s definitely was still present, even in the early 2000s, I think. But I think that it faded a little bit. I think you had to be less mean yeah. in the 90s than you could be in the 80s, at least around, like, weight. Um, but there's, you know, I mean, this episode is entirely built around making, like, making fun of someone's body, basically. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When, uh, not television, but what came to mind when you said that was The Nutty Professor? Oh, with Eddie yeah. Murphy. All, there was, that was, like, a real wave of, like, I know. fat suits. I also think we've gotten away from that Maybe the past, like, 20 years or so. Like, I think there's been, or maybe that's generous, maybe, like, 10 years. But, like, a real sort of rejection of yeah. that as, like, an appropriate device for comedy. You know, there correct, was, like, Shell Hal. There was, like, that movie with Ryan Reynolds. You know, yeah, like, there's yeah. fat suit movies where, like, the whole plot is, like, it's a fat person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God, isn't this crazy? And yeah. now they're hot because yeah. they're skinny. And you're like, oh, my God, yeah, Jesus it's Christ. Great. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. <laughs> Well, it's, it's the same way of, like, you know, we see just, like, oh, a man dressed as a woman, ha, 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 right. ha, and it's just, you know. Same thing. I mean, if we really want to get into it of, like, Netflix being like, oh, don't worry, like, the, you know, media that you see on screen doesn't affect real world violence, right. and you're like, really? No, it does, yeah. <laughs> it actually <laughs> might be the only thing that does. Picture. Actually, there, there's, like, a ton of research <laughs> on exactly that, like, right. motherfuckers. Anyway, <laughs> so, but yes, I, I think I find this episode disappointing because I love the idea of an unconquerable person sure. for Blanche and she's so like uh, like the reason she's giggling like that is she's like I fucking won like it's the long game but I won like yeah. he called me this is wild like how thrilling is that yeah like, that's definitely. so cool even if it wasn't an unconquerable person but somebody you know just like John Reddy like when when somebody from your past that you had a major crush on that was unfulfilled calls you up later in life when you're single and available and it's like whoa the stars are aligned. yeah and and particularly for Blanche somebody who um is unable to deal with rejection in any way somebody who would be hung up on this guy especially if she said like he was attractive he was smart he was popular all of these things but even if he weren't those things if he had just rejected her and just not been interested enough like that would have been enough for her to yes react this way so i think like you know her expectations are really high I will say, like, to be surprised that somebody looks different from the way they looked 30 years ago is, that's a bit of a stretch for me. Not even 30 years ago. More than that. I, like, I, like I, it's, it's just hilarious. Like, oh, you look different than your high school year. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. we're in our 30s and people look different than their high yeah, school year. Yeah, you don't even know them. 
<laughs> yeah, no. It's... it's really kind of funny where they're so, like, shocked. It's great. But yeah, I so I love... So we get into it, you know, Blanche gives that backstory. I love Sophia's sideline of, like, you know, and then Destiny intervenes. Yeah. And Dorothy, in the same manner of which she's like, Blanche, are you in a good mood? Like, she knows how to play the, the <laughs> sort of, like, storytelling conceit. She's like, let me guess. Her name was Destiny. Like, that's the joke here. Like, that sort of, in like, meta-contextual stuff for a lesser show, it would have been like, oh, the big joke was, like, Destiny, Rabina, right. ha, 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 ha. Or maybe even earlier in the series. Yeah. But, like, already it's like, again, Dorothy's like, this is the joke. The joke yeah. is that you said Destiny intervened, but her name is actually Destiny, and it, it works so well. Yeah, and I think that another place where that same tactic is used is when ham is leaving and dorothy puts her hand over sophia's mouth you know which we which we've seen before and we'll see oh. again but it's just it works so well and it's so like intuitive almost yes, it, yes. it comes off as such um yeah i mean it's ugh, whatever and, but one thing that is like different is when sophia's like that's the sicily you don't see on postcards <laughs> yeah, love that i know it's true <laughs> it's really good the um okay so you know, I, I also love the, like, honestly, Rose, it's like pulling teeth to get a little compliment out of you. I know. Well, first when Rose is outside with the dish and the big flashlight trying to get the Oh, okay. Let's aliens. let's go to that one, too. Amazing gag. Who love. wrote that? It's I don't know. so it's good. so good. <laughs> but I was like, should I be should I be investing in a big flashlight? How am I going to get the aliens' attention? I know. Well, you're going to have to go on the roof. Me I and mean, Harry Reid out here trying to get the aliens. But, like, what if you're, you know, are you in a flight path? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure now. I but yeah, it's a, that one is perfect. It's like, it fits Rose so well. Really does. It's just physical comedy at its finest. And so it's earnest. so stupid. Of like trying to get their attention, you know, yeah. So cute. <laughs> um, great. but, oh God. Okay. So before any of that, there's another, there's an Oprah joke, which I do not like. Oh uh, yeah. And like, it's just, it, I don't know. It's like a series of digs that, um, like throughout this episode that are just like cheap. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. none of this is like about actual personality flaws or anything like that. It's all just, like, appearance or um, very surface-level things to make fun of somebody on. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I guess, like, you know, you kind of have to do that for the ham story, but, uh, it, it, you know, I don't like it. Yeah, obviously. no, I mean, it's, it, honestly, as soon as he walks in the door... I, I kind of, like, internally groan because mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it's, like, just bad joke stuff again. I mean, we talked about this, obviously, with the Becky episode yeah. and the Jeremy episode, like, writ large and how just disappointing it is. And to your point, like, it's not any sort of personality flaw or anything right. like that, especially, and we'll get to it, like, the way he acts at the end is, like, oh, it makes me just, it's just gross. I know. It's just nasty. So it's it's a real shame that, like, we have to sort of put up with that yeah. <laughs> this episode. Um, I really... <laughs> I really actually am bummed that Sophia makes the like you know ham and potatoes joke. Yeah. Because I want I want to know what ham is short for. I do too. I don't understand. <laughs> is it Hamilton? Ham and maybe Hamilton. Yeah. Sophia also like similarly to when Becky arrives, it's like just one after another with her, know, and like you could see why she's allowed, quote unquote, allowed to be the one to deliver those jokes, but ugh, it's gross. And then. <laughs> I do think this is a little bit funny, though, when she's telling the story about how in Sicily, when you're born beautiful, you stay beautiful, <laughs> yeah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. She's like, who needed all those people bothering us all the time? <laughs> it's just like another dig at Dorothy that's so unnecessary, I but know. pretty it's funny. Exactly. It's just, oh, my God. <laughs> 
I also enjoy the idea of like the entire town being like, we have to have a beautiful export. <laughs> I know. Make sure we get you that that skin cream or whatever yeah. you need. You know. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, like like you said before, the Dorothy cover up is is really great with Sophia's mouth. Oh I'm my like, god. So also good. thinking it because you're like, okay, yes, he looks different. Whatever. Yeah. And honestly, he handles it well. Like he, yeah. Him as a character is totally fine for me. Up until the end. Right. Like, it, it's totally fine because I think he, you know, kind of similar how Becky, like, laughs things off. Yeah. Like, he handles it with grace. Not to say that he needs to. Right. Or anybody needs to or deserves that kind of treatment about the appearance. But it's like, he's pretty jovial about it. Yeah. And he also is like, oh, I, you know, like, you look amazing. Like, I, you know, and he, like, sort of self-acknowledges. Yeah. Like, there's a little more than me, you know, there used to be. Um, but I like that he like has the confidence to look her up and like he seems to be in like a good place like in that regard yeah. so it's also very typical i think for like a college football player to gain weight and go bald and like <laughs> it's like that's like what happens to yeah. them i'm sorry people but, get old like what um, are you talking about <laughs> yeah and it but it's okay so it's very interesting that he does look her up because from Blanche's perspective, it seems like it was like first of all he had the band spelled out on the field, which we're gonna ignore that for the <laughs> yeah exactly but, like, for the reality. Does. It seems like it was just maybe a little bit tense when he was like not tonight, you know, like maybe some other time. Um, so I was curious about like why he would look her up if it had been that sort of like awkward and weird when they left. I guess maybe right. if you're in Miami and it's been that long and you did have a relationship or like a friendship or whatever. Um, but I got the, I got the sense, I guess, that, like, they both thought it ended kind of weird. Because also he was like, I wasn't sure if I would have fun. I wasn't sure if I... It's still like, yeah. what do you do? Why are you looking her up then? Well, to me, though, I, I would counter that by saying, one, I kind of enjoy the fact that he doesn't necessarily... He's not going out with her just for the expectation of sex. No, I think he's not... He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. Or also, if you go with, like, this confidence angle, he probably never even expects it. He right. expects True. that... He'll just go out with Blanche. There's no way she would ever be physically attracted to him. End of story. And right. then he's sort of like, I don't know. I would absolutely be like this as an older person to get closure if something was weird. And right. I just thought of someone or like constantly thought of someone and just be like, let's just see. Let's just see what happens. Like yeah. John Cusack and High Fidelity. You know? Right. I should have done it. this years ago. Yeah. Um. So so I kind of get that part. But it's kind of, it's just turned on its head because of how Blanche is manipulating him yeah. and like all of that. So, and that's not cool. <laughs> no. But yeah, I think it is, it's interesting. It is something to explore there where you're like, the whole idea of like really awkward sex like doesn't really line up for like right. why he would dig this back up again you know yeah especially if they had in his mind they had slept together and it was so like how did that end because in Blanche's right. mind like the last interaction they had was him rejecting her correct in his they spent a night together right also I will say believe me there are certainly weird sexual experiences that make you never want to even approach that again yeah. however sex in high school you, you know you'd maybe but expect college, that someone could get a right because they went to college together oh you're right you're right okay so sex in college you still probably gained a few more sexual skills and you're right. sure. later in life so give her another shot and also that i so that was my thought was like okay so they had like a bad like there's like I don't know. They had like this really bad night of sex, but From also Anne's perspective, yeah, right. But I wonder. I mean, I feel like you could be with somebody and be like, "Oh no, that is never going to work." Whatever. But it's hard for me to imagine it going so bad for you that you cut off this seemingly like family friendship. Like he's friends with, like he seems to be in the group with Blanche yeah. in Virginia. Um. So like, I I don't know. Like, 
it just seems interesting that Blanche's picture of him is still so like idyllic and his picture of her based on his experience with Virginia is like so bad you know like it's a it's a really like um classic like different readings of the same situation which which is really funny because we see that so much in the show and I think it's really funny that it's a theme of like oh, I've been wrong about something for 50 years. Yeah. Where you're like, Too long. Sophia and Angela literally almost go to their graves with like thinking yeah. the complete different <laughs> thing. And then you have the John Neretti mishap. And right. you have like all of these moments where you're like, you guys, like, you, I know you didn't have Twitter, but like, write each other a letter. <laughs> yeah, ask if there's something you're unclear about, like ask about it. <laughs> it's crazy. Really, people are in the phone book. Like, mm-hmm. what's the deal? <laughs> Pull <Clearly. a> print. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah. Oh man. All right. So uh, can we talk about Major Parker? Oh yes, we sure can. So <laughs> I love, uh, first of all, when he gets there, Dorothy's like so above it, you know, like she's yeah. like, she's the only one who thinks she saw a UFO, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But the, when he does the Ms. or Mrs. Bornick, the saunter back <laughs> is the magazine? so, well, yes, it's so good. It is Oh, but the like, bubble gets burst real quick. <laughs> ab- absolutely. I mean, honestly, we've talked about this before, but like Dorothy flirting is like the cutest thing I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. And it's the best. And, and he's so just... bumbling and like, oh, I know. Itchy, like... It's, it's so funny. <laughs> I've already filled this out on the form. Yeah. Um, God. But yeah, so she, um, again, like we mentioned before, like we find out that it actually was really weird. Like it was this blue triangle yeah. with like yellow exhaust. And he like, I love that he's like filling out a form and then he just like doesn't write any of those things down. Yeah, he's he like, yep, okay, that was it. Other person. See you later. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's like leaving. Um, it is funny that Rose isn't there for that moment. Yeah. And I will skip ahead a little bit to when she does mention this. She totally buries the lead. There's yeah. like a whole scene until she tells Rose that Major Barker said it was a UFO. And yeah. Rose is like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm like, come on, wouldn't that have been it something was that UFO. happened? Yeah, it's like... Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. And it also, like, I do feel like the military would do this. Like, if they had fucked up, like, a test flight or something, mm-hmm. they'd be like, no, I mean, you saw aliens. You know, like, just let it go. Exactly, um, exactly. Also really plays into the... <laughs> this, like hyper focus on like aliens as government secrets and yeah. Roswell and Area 51 and all that kind of stuff in this era versus like actual government cover up secrets right. like that are all the fucked up stuff that we're actually like doing CIA, I mean, yeah. for real you know it's it's like oh checks out <laughs> yeah but the government cover up of aliens is something that I think like I think now we are more I think we're all kind of like oh yeah like there's we have a space force like there are Sorry to be the fucking molder here, but there are aliens, everyone. <laughs> You're not Scully? There's something. No, I wish I was Scully. Um, but I think, like, this is also a theme of, like, this time of TV and movies mm. and stuff is, like, and even, like, later on, like, I still think we're, we're into that kind of conspiracy type of deal, but I think it's funny to see this in a sitcom format yes. because it's, like, you know, Rose also is, like, in now. She's, like, sitting out there every night. She wants there to be aliens, which is I can't decide if I think that's in or out of character for her because she really wants it to be true. Right, right. Um, and Dorothy, you know, Dorothy is a scully. Like, she's very, yeah, you know, yeah, like, I true. don't know. I don't, I don't know a if I believe it. substitute teacher. Beat me up! You believe? Best, best line in the whole episode. Oh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's amazing. 
Oh man, Golden Girls posters, you need to make that an esoteric t-shirt. Yeah, give me a, I love the X-Files too though. Beam me up! Um, <laughs> new storylines for Alf. <laughs> they, have problem, they have curious about problems, which I think actually does kind of explain why Rose would be invested in this idea that there are aliens, like, or that there is, like, something out there that can fix our problems. Yes. Um, and that they would want to, right? Like, right. there's a naivete there. Exactly. That also ties back to, again, Kate Brown's book about, like, and her essay with Rose and the American Dream of just, like, this really easy, like, everybody's good. If you believe in good, good will happen. Right. This will, uh, everything's cool. Like, of course, if aliens are here, they're going to come help our problems. Right. Like, that is, like, this, that makes sense to me. Like, Very that checks much. out. You're right. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but totally. Um, I think it hinges on that diseases line, like, cures for our diseases. Yeah, you know, like, right. You're totally right. Like, totally. it is, like... And it's interesting, obviously, like, they're not going to get into, like, what actual, like, arrival of aliens would, would be like, but it, it totally checks out that she would have that approach and Dorothy would be more, like, not only skeptical, but more, like, afraid of, of what, you know, like, Dorothy's, like, a much deeper thinker, I think. Um, you think? Yeah. I know that's <laughs> controversial. Um, but I like it. I, I think that they do. It's a fun, it's a really fun unexpected storyline yes. um, for this to come. And I think especially when the ace story I guess that they story yeah is so bad it's like this that's kind of saves the episode for me because yeah. like yeah. the ham stuff like even the fat jokes are the the main problem but all of it is just like kind of gross and it really wouldn't work which I I, I don't know I, I think there's some more complicated um thoughts to this but it really wouldn't work if the the genders were reversed yeah. if like it was a man sort of like insisting that he'll make this woman sleep with him because it's the one person he can never like Conquer. you know gross yeah but because it's blanche because it's older you know there are some sort of exceptions woven in here but uh it's not i, I don't know it doesn't it's not my favorite at yeah. all I think, so do you find, so the, the, I was alluding to this earlier, is that I'm kind of almost with Ham as a character until the end where he's like, I trade all my memories for a quickie. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, you know, <laughs> part of me, I think the reason I hate that is because I'm a, I'm a big memory person, I'm a big closure kind of person. And to like literally throw away whatever sort of like bond you had in college and you've obviously been thinking about these people for like a full lifetime. Yeah. And then you just have this like gross ejaculation. Yeah. <laughs> at the end. Uh. It's really <laughs> part of my... Yeah, I, lo I yeah. love that you were like... Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> like fruit cocktail and a bagel is disgusting. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it's just... I don't like that because it paints him really desperate anyway. Yeah. Well, I think he is. I will well, say like... Not in his defense at all, but, like, this woman has been coming on to you hard for, like, you know, as long as you've been in town. Mm -hmm. You find out that it's a misunderstanding. Because you were the one who was yes. rejecting her. So then you're like, oh, no, actually, like, you're hot and I want to, like, go to bed with you. So it doesn't... His reaction could be more controlled. It could be less, like, gross. Toxic masculinity. Yes. Because of, like, whatever. But I Truly. don't necessarily blame him for being like, oh, no, we should definitely sleep together. Because, yeah. like, I thought you were bad and you're not so like let's just whatever totally um, totally I think maybe it's just his phrasing but I, right and it is gross ugh, and I mean I even like her at the restaurant is like so aggressive okay when that the waiter... is the sultriest speech I think ever <laughs> that she has that on network TV I literally I was like wow they're really blowing it out of the water here for like you know uh, season four my yeah. god yeah the, the waiter is hilarious like He's great so physical good. comedy yeah. it's like <laughs> pop in the cork <laughs> I love it 
like yeah but like but i'm sitting itself, there like i'm just like you know uh, yeah jesus. fanning myself jesus christ Blanche. it's a lot i know like honestly it's like ham totally popped a boner even if it wasn't over Blanche. yeah yeah <laughs> for sure really wild so. um it's also funny when all the men like go after her when yeah. she's like you know having this big like dramatic reaction to the fact that he's rejecting her totally yeah um, exactly and then I love so much when they go back to the house and they're having this, like, confrontation or whatever. And Dorothy's like, oh, I'm going to go watch TV in another room. And Sophia's like, okay, fine, but keep it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So yeah. good. <laughs> but I also love where she's like, she's like, ah, it's all out in the open now. Yeah, I like, like that too. It's, it, which it. is very, I think, true to life. And also, like, it came up just in the Fidel episode a couple episodes back of, like, Blanche cannot handle rejection. This is yes. only about rejection. She's not even remotely sexually attracted to him anymore. It's totally. not about, like... Anything besides this one little bit of her ego Mm -hmm. that, um, and it's funny because, like, once it's revealed that it's Virginia, it's totally resolved. So, like, nothing else. She's been holding on to this baggage of rejection for decades. Totally. It wasn't her. Fine. Great. Like, confidence back to 100. (laughs) Confidence back to 100 plus the added bonus that she gets to rag on Virginia. Yeah, when she's like, (gasps) it's so funny. It's a shame. (laughs) I gotta go call her. I like that too because it's like very in line with their like sisterly rivalry Absolutely. type of situation. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just I I hate that she says beat it Tubbo. Like I, I can't. Know. It's really I, like that whole that, that's the it's a quickie line and that line like together and it's yeah. like fuck man. Um, I also don't know if this was a done on purpose or if this was just a coincidence, but in that when she's wearing that like very like gone with the wind type of gown when they're going out, there's like a rose, yes. like a right in the center, yeah, like a rosette, and then. Again, when she's the outfit at the end, also has like a flower right in the center, basically like right where her waist is. Yeah. And I was wondering if that was meant to make her even look slimmer as like a. Mm. It, it's not that like you know that actor that Ruben Clanahan needs to be made to look slimmer. She's very thin, but it I think it does draw attention to like the middle of her body, which like is the hourglass. So, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is in such contrast with him, and like yeah. I could see that being a device of the I could see that costumers too. exactly. I mean, yeah, I can totally see that. I also, that's funny that you say that so, like, particularly, because my takeaway was just like, thank God you don't have to dress like that on dates anymore. The (laughs) dress is, like, ballroom. It also is, like, what she wears in Big Daddy. I was just going to say, it's like, yeah, speaking of God with the wind. Southern cotillion. Oh, my God. (laughs) Begged, beseeched, and pleaded with me to go to bed with (laughs) it. Right. See, can't, doesn't work on the other side. I know. The other uh, fashion choice in this one is great, is that at the end, like, Rose is wearing PJs. Yes, match. the pattern. I know. I, love, I want them. I they love it so much. They remind me of, like, my one-year-old daughter's PJs. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> makes sense. It's, like, not a onesie, like, after you've graduated from no, onesies. No, exactly. Once yeah. you graduate and you have, like, the shirt and the pants. Like, that's the matching combo. It's yeah. so cute. I love it. It is. And it's nice when Rose, or when Dorothy finds out. And also, Sophia Silver. You know, it's funny, because Estelle Getty, I think, is so good at jokes. She's so good at, like um like biting lines mm-hmm. but when she has to just deliver something sometimes i think it's a little weak yeah which is like these military guys they kill me like it's like yeah it just feels like acting yes exactly you know? exactly and then dorothy gets up and and i think by contrast with b arthur like who does never feels like she's acting it's it's just very noticeable absolutely absolutely um and then she goes out to sort of like break it to rose which is really nice and of course rose has already seen it it's like a, it's a really nice scene too because dorothy yeah. you can feel her trying to like preserve this thing for rose but also wanting to tell her the truth mm-hmm. whereas um it's a different 
option than they take when Dor- when Charlie's buddy shows up, when Buddy Rourke shows up. Yes, yes. You know, and they all have this, Dorothy has that moment with Sophia where Sophia's like, it's a little lie that gave her a lot of joy. Like, why? What? Why? What is she going to get out of knowing the truth? Whereas here, there's no even conflict about that. Dorothy's just like, she needs to know that this isn't what it is, which interesting. is interesting. Yeah. Do you think it's because, like... Otherwise, Rose would kind of harp on the aliens. Yeah, I think it's also she's because she's clearly like, being obsessive. And staying yeah, up there and every I think night. it's both. I think it's actually less thought out. It's just like Dorothy saw this, so she wants to tell her the truth. Yeah. And like, it's even less about I think like Rose going around being like everyone should see these aliens <laughs> when like it's in the newspaper that it's not. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think it's really just like a not that deep of a thought. It's yeah. like oh, we should this is what happened. And yeah, I want you exactly. to know because I know you're really attached to these aliens. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're totally. not here. But I really, I love the, it's it's kind of like Rose character development that she's like, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. It's cool. It is. It is. And I, I, I love that because, and we've discussed this before, where Rose is one of the ones that actually is so strong in some of her convictions that like little things that where, where Dorothy and everybody else logically would expect that this is a real downer or a real blow to like what she's believing. And Rose is like, no, like it yeah. doesn't, it's, I still, I mean. Part of that is difficult because right. it's like if you belong believe something completely real, like as we've seen with our culture in America these days, and then you're presented with like clear evidence against that fact, and then you're still like, no, still checks yeah. out, still believe, that can be problematic. Right. But in this case, it's actually pretty cute because it's sort of like it's the hope. Yeah, and it is, and it is more hopeful than like deniability which that's I think, true right. but i think you're right like I, I do think that's important to call out um <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a thin line yeah. yeah but it's like it's also funny because i when i originally started watching this one um or this time around i was like the, yeah. the show kind of takes like a hard line on like aliens are not real and like we should not that i'm advocating for them whatever but it's like you also shouldn't believe them it's like because Rose is like, well, that means we can still believe, right? And Dorothy's like, no. Like, that's the lesson. Mm. But then, kind of going backwards, it basically there's a UFO that flies over at the end, right? Like, that's yeah, what I exactly. so. And Dorothy slept through it, you motherfucker. Right, Dorothy didn't <laughs> see it. So it's, but it is nice because it's like Rose can still believe, which, I, I like, it feels so X-Files-y to me. Yes. Like, Rose is like, believe, you know? Like, oh, I like it. Also, what's very funny is when Rose is, like, talking about, um... <laughs> When all of her siblings last believed in Santa. Yeah. That must be 10, ten years, years ago. ago. <laughs> oh, so good. Lily. Call back to Lily. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, we used to drive around just behind the barn. <laughs> what do you mean, just beyond the barn? Um, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I think there's a lot there to unpack for sure. Yeah. And about the differences in personalities and the way you approach the world. Of just like, there's there's still hope. And it actually, you can almost see it as a religious thing. Right. Right? Where it's like... Dorothy being atheist or, you know, and like Rose being Christian, whatever, religious. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And having like, this actually supports my notion. It doesn't actually detract from it. Right. Um, And almost like, you know, Dorothy in this like Richard Dawkins way of like, no, you can't believe, damn (laughs) it. And you're like, don't get angry. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. There's, there are, yes, again, as aforementioned, there are certain scenarios in which your beliefs will actively be harmful to other people right. if you have certain deniability, et cetera, et cetera. However, an innocent, like, hope the aliens might come someday right. is, like, not actually harming anyone in this case. Exactly. And, like, let the motherfucker have it. Yeah, it is interesting because I, I also think the context of deniability being uh, harmful is relatively recent for, like, yes. the masses. I Absolutely. think it's probably, I'm sure it always existed in smaller, but, like, I don't think that we had, like 
half of the country being like, no, that's not, I don't believe that. Well, we didn't have mass communication to really right. carry it as far as it has been carried on yeah. like a broadcast. Right. You know. That's true. I mean, it, yes and no, but like, I, and I'm not saying that that's the full issue because yeah. yeah, clearly like that kind of shit right. has been around forever, but like now it's at such a broad scale yeah. that we're talking about, you know, like anti-Holocaust material in Texas right. schools. You know, I mean, it's right. like, it's, it's insane. So anyway. But yes. yeah, but because to loop it all back, I think that if I had been Rose and I had, which I have done, like not UFOs, but whenever there's like a helicopter or something weird flying around in my neighborhood, like I do always look at Twitter yeah. because people are always talking about it. And I think mm-hmm. if something like this had happened, you know, it would be all of us. Like, yeah. did you guys see that alien over exactly. downtown Miami? It didn't It didn't show up on the flight tracker. Yeah. Actually, the Navy has an XP-74 Ex- fighter, but the XP-75 said it had green <laughs> exhaust, but this one had yellow exhaust. You know, I mean, yeah. Right, You yeah. could just be totally. turning over There's a over. Reddit thread going on about that for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Golden Girls in Modern Era. My God. But, but yeah. So, any, anything more to say about aliens or, uh, you know, jokes about people's weight? No, I think we covered all of it. <laughs> Exactly. Um, just one more thing. Uh, I'd like to put in a plug for a contest. Yes, a contest. I Talk mean, about aliens, honestly. I mean, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, um, yeah, there, you know, as, as some of you may have known, we are rapidly approaching um, our deadline on November 28th for the Enough Wicker contest to be on an episode of Enough Wicker. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, we are looking for... Uh, audio submissions, you can do that at enoughwicker.com slash contest, record through your phone, record through your desktop, you can write it beforehand and give a speech, you can just fly off the cuff, but we want to hear your observations from a quote-unquote scholarly perspective about your and my and our favorite television (laughs) show, The Golden Girls. So um, anything that's, again, sub five minutes talking about a really specific scene and how it moved you and why it moved you, why it's related to, you know, how you've grown up with the show, how it's a comfort show, how things that stand out about what the political or cultural atmosphere is like today versus in the 80s. Anything goes, honestly. What we don't really want is you just calling up and saying, like, I think that, uh, you know... (laughs) this is the best episode because it's funny. You know, I mean, right. we, we all, we all agree. Yeah, <laughs> but, we all like the Libertine Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But tell us why you like the case of the Libertine Bell. Tell us how you grew up with murder mysteries and how this one flipped things on its head for you because of the witty dialogue or how it related to your love of Agatha Christie, whatever it is. <laughs> right. Um, but we're really, really excited. Cannot emphasize enough to like connect with enough Wicker listeners and people who are just fans of the Golden Girls in general. So please, please, please submit for this contest. Just by submitting alone, you will be entered to win Golden Girls Funko Pop figurines. Matt Browning's definitive cultural, you know, Golden Girls cultural reference guide. You will get, you know, any way you slice it, um, the Golden Girls game and a fun bunch of, like, other prizes. Yeah, and a chance to be on a podcast, which I feel like people are always, like, tweeting at us, like, I have this great observation. And it's great. We love to retweet them. But I think that this would be really fun to hear in your own words, like, what you would say if you were a Golden Girl Scholar. Because you are. That's the thing. Everybody's a Golden Girl Scholar. And I think so many people have watched this show over and over and have these, like, really interesting and intellectual observations and this is such a great opportunity to hear them and there's only a couple weeks left so exactly hurry up. we have we have a bunch of great submissions so far but we are anxiously waiting for you so pull up enoughwicker.com slash contest and give it your best shot yeah Thanks, team. Woo-hoo. all right well next time we are going to discuss the rhythm method and its popularity in the 20s Oofta. <laughs> take care <laughs>